definitely a tough time for me getting over the fact that some of my what I considered my closest friends kind of betrayed me and you know didn't care much. Nobody definitely. knew the full story probably yeah. up until now me sharing it out loud. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Brick Bites episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Wow, RDS is absolutely phenomenal, um, and I cannot wait to introduce him. But before we get to that, we got to introduce our co-hosts, although you guys probably already know both of them. We have, once again, ARC 101 Bricks and Mad Dog. Thanks for coming back on, you guys. Yeah, yeah thanks no for problem. having me back on. Uh, changed the uh, LEGO Batman profile picture, so might look a little different. Yeah. I like it though. I like the Santa hat. You guys both have Santa Thank hats. You. Yeah, I need to fortify bricks for the awesome profile. Is is yours by fortify too, or is that just? No, I just went into Photoshop, copy and pasted. <laughs> that was basically it. It's beautiful. Hey, man, it's beautiful. You do what you got to do. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Okay, our guest today. I'm so excited. Are Are you guys hyped for our guest? Yes, oh, sir. Heck yeah, dude. Our guest has over 13,000 followers on his main account, another 1.4K on his YouTube, and another 800 on his cosplay account. If you don't know him already, this is Venom. Welcome. I'm so glad you're on the podcast. Glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, this is fantastic. I'm so, so excited, and there's so much I want to talk to you about. But to start out, I want to rewind all the way back to... um. January 2018, I believe, was when you first started Instagram. And correct me if that's wrong, but why why that's Legos? Right. Oh Lord, that is uh, that's a loaded question right there. <laughs> <laughs> so I think to understand why Legos, I got to go back and like I think my first Lego set was like when I was five. I got the anniversary Attack on Hoth set. Um, it had like a little Hoth bunker and a little Hoth turret with some snowtroopers and a little classic rebel friend people too that's what got me started into it and then i had a whole bunch of older people in my life that just like love star wars and legos and i'm just like yes gimme and ever since then i've kind of been addicted to anything legos and star wars yeah i mean i think we all agree that legos is, is kind of addicting and star wars is very it is yeah you give anybody legos or even me like anything star wars related and i won't have any money for drugs or anything else <laughs> exactly as soon as you get into it it's hard to get out of the but, exactly. Yeah, but why, you know, why did you decide that an Instagram, you wanted to make an Instagram account about your, your passion for Legos? So, I mean, the popular thing at the time was to have an Instagram account. And then I was just like, you know what, let's, let's, let's check this out. So I had a YouTube channel at the time. Everybody knows that Venom Paintball. Um, and I kind of just wanted to expand a little bit and then... I had some people come along on my YouTube that said, hey, you should try joining this uh, lug, whatever this lug is. I'm like, okay, sure. And he's like, but the, the catch is you have to have an Instagram. And I'm like, oh, crap, okay. Um, so that's kind of what got me on an Instagram. And then it kind of just went down a spiral to where I'm at now. Okay, I want to I ask my first question. What's more expensive, Lego or cosplay? Um, well... Mm, that's a good question right now at least for me i'm sort of getting out of lego at least out of the addiction point of where i was at before and i'm not giving it as much attention right now mm. um so right now cosplay is definitely taken over 
I have, let's see, I'm working on like three armor sets. I got Stormtrooper upstairs. I'm almost done finishing a Boba cosplay, which cost Ooh. me, it's going to end up costing me about $3,500. And then Stormtrooper, Dang. first order Stormtrooper, $1,500, 2000-ish. So yeah, cosplay is definitely taking the lead so far. Wow. I mean, some people in my life say uh, Lego is an expensive hobby, but it is nothing compared to that. It is nothing, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, if you get into collecting Lego especially, that's when stuff can really get expensive. Because I've had auctions before, and I've been blown away by the like amount people will just throw at certain figures. And I'm just like, what? Like, I had a figure go for, what, 350 bucks once, which blows my mind to this day. I still would not have ever spent 350 bucks of my own money on that figure, because I'm just like, why? It's crazy. Yeah. Even I don't believe it. <laughs> I'm just telling them. But you also, you also sell some of your cosplay items. Yeah, I got eBay, and then I also do the same thing as I do with Legos. I also sell them directly off Instagram using PayPal, uh, Venmo, and all that stuff. Nice, and have you had... Good results with selling your your helmets and your cosplay items and stuff. Well, let's see, have I sold anything at all? I don't think that I actually have, except for maybe a very very bad boba helmet I made once. Um, only things I'm currently making money off of is my 3D printer farm, where I'm literally just farming prints off each and every printer I have. By each and every printer, I mean the one or two I constantly keep running out of my six I have, um, and that's Wait, how I make most six? of my money right now. Six 3D printers. That is insane. Yeah, yeah. When did you get your first one? Because you didn't get your first one too long ago. Is that? No, I got it earlier this year. Let's see. Um, either April or May, I think. <laughs> so. And then it just became an addiction after that. Wow. <laughs> that was, so yeah. One to six in that amount of time. Wow. <laughs> yep. It's crazy. I still can't believe I've made the choices I've made. <laughs> uh. That's pretty funny. But, I mean, I definitely think you're the cosplay items that you do. Too, but what do you have right now in terms of, like, helmets and stuff that you currently have? Um. Okay, got to be a bit specific here. I have a lot of stuff. I have, like, 15 helmets, two sets Ooh, of armor, cow. three now, and then just a whole bunch of crap just lying around. Okay, what about Mandalorian helmets? Like, what Mandalorian helmets do you have? I got Boba. I got Boba again. I got two Din Djarin helmets from the Mandalorian. I got my original Mando helmet. I got a guy's custom one called the Guardian that I painted. And also have, like, a Maul Super Commando-esque vibe one, sort Ooh. of. Ooh, nice. I think that might be all I have. That's a lot. Uh, just Mando. Yeah, I got helmet. a lot. That's just my that's just my Mandos. Oh, and also have <laughs> uh the Death Watch one from the opening of Mandalorian season one. Nice. Uh that's one of my the ones I'm most proud of because that combined some new skills of mine, airbrushing and then taping and then weathering and all that stuff. Wow. So that seems like a lot of work. So like, to make one helmet, how much time does that take? I spend anywhere from three to about a week, week and a half on a helmet. That's um, a lot of time. Is It's a lot. Yeah. But it's definitely worth it because it looks so good. And 
you know, even the weathering and stuff that you do on your your helmets and your armor and stuff looks really good. Thank you. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of ask if you could walk us through maybe a little bit of what does it look like from, you know, you getting an idea to make a helmet or whatever you're going to make from your 3D printer and then walk us through all those different steps that you have to do before you come to this this finished product. Yeah, sure. So unfortunately, the way 3D printing and stuff works, you got to 3D design your stuff. And that ain't easy, so I usually resort to finding files from somebody either off of a free website called Thingiverse where you can get files for free. And then if you really like the files, you can like donate to the artist or whatever. I don't personally do that because usually they're all flawed and stuff and I got to fix them up anyways. Um, or I'll go to Etsy and go to some of my um, people I usually run to, like Alter Ego Armory. And then after I kind of figure out what helmet I want to do next, I'll pull out like a sketchbook or something. I'm not good at drawing, but I like to have like an idea of what I'm going to do in my head. Um, mm -hmm. So I'll try getting out a pencil or pen, trying to sketch out the helmet a little bit and then come up with an idea of what I'm going to do with it. Otherwise, if I just work on it and then when the time comes, I got to paint it, I have no idea what I'm going to do. So once I kind of figure out an idea for what's going to look like, or at least uh, come up with a few concepts, might not be super, super happy. Um, with like the concept I had originally, but I can kind of work on it as I'm sanding it all and seeing new like ideas and stuff come to life. Um, but anyway, once I kind of have an idea of what I might want to do, I will put the file onto my computer and I will put it through a slicer for my printer that'll make it to where the printers can handle all the information and print it all. And I'll slice it to what I need it to and then it'll take anywhere from two days to about a week and a half to print a helmet so i'll wow. do its thing and then once that's done um kind of look at it make sure it's all good remove any supports from printing that were needed uh and then usually i just stare at it for about a day um you just stare at it what i do <laughs> i just stare at it yeah um <laughs> okay like looking at things that have taken forever it's kind of it's a little weird, but I mean, when I feel accomplished about something, I like staring at it a lot. Um, Fair enough. Like that goes for literally anything. Um, but anyway, once that's done, I kind of usually let it sit for a little bit, kind of start finalizing ideas I have for it. And then I'll take it to my paint booth and I will go prime it. Um, it usually takes anywhere from two coats of primer to like six or even eight coats of primer to get through all of the print lines on it. Because your finished product, you're not going to want to have print lines from the printer itself on it. You want to make it look as smooth as butter. And so it takes a lot of time to get there, but the end result's usually very much worth it. Like, even if you look closely at some of my old helmets, you'll see a lot of print lines that I'm still not super proud of, but I like to remember where I came from because that was the one mistake I made in Legos is I never kept any of my original figures. So I kind of really? regret that to this day, but hmm. it's one thing I want to change differently or change and make differently about this. Um, but yeah, once I figure it all smooth, usually I'll go through a little bit of Bondo or Spot Putty and make sure there's any like big gaps for from like a printer mishap or whatever. Make sure it's all good and smooth. And then once that's done, I'll start figuring out what colors I want. Usually I'll have an idea in my head. After sketching it out, it'll probably be black and white or one solid color, whatever, however it works. And 
I got to figure out what color I'm going to use. So I got to go through, see what colors I have in my little cabinet. And if I don't have the color, I really want to go with this design. I'll go to like Lowe's or Home Depot, pick up whatever color I want. And if I really, really, really want to be special, I can go to like Hobby Lobby, get like an airbrush paint or even order something off Amazon. Um, that's if I get really special. Usually it's just like a spray paint, like a simple color and it's fine. Um, but yeah, I usually do one to two coats of each color and I'll mask it. Uh, the first color will probably be like the majority of the helmet. I won't spray it all, but I kind of have an idea of what I'm doing. And then once that's done drying, I will mask off the areas I'll do with my secondary color. Um, I have a whole bunch of progress photos and stuff on my uh, cosplay account purged underscore databanks. If you guys want to go check it out. It'll um, also be uh, linked in the description. So you can just go down and click yeah. in the description. If you want to check it out as well. So that's kind of, I usually do like some sort of visual aids along with what I'm doing, kind of give an idea of what people, or give people an idea of what I do. Um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much it. Once it's all done painting, um, no matter what it is, you got to put some sort of visor or something in it, whether it's a clone trooper or Mandalorian helmet. Um, so after it's all done drying and I'm happy with the result, um, I'll either weather it or keep it clean however I like it. Um, usually end up weathering it because I usually make a whole bunch of mistakes and I want to hide them. So, yeah. And once that's all done, put the visor in and I call it a day until I want to wear it and then I might install foam or not. However, it fits my head. You say that all in like such a nonchalant way. You just like, and that's it. <laughs> I call it a day. Yeah, I call it a day and then I, you know, keep it where I can stare at it for a couple of days. And if there's something that really bugs me, I might go back and fix it. Or I'll just shame it and put it off to the side where I won't see it again. <laughs> it definitely seems like a lot of work, though. But the way you just play it, it off. It definitely is. is. <laughs> definitely seems like a month-long process. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it definitely takes its time, but it's definitely worth the pain and struggles. Yeah, I mean, I've dabbled in cosplay before, but never that, you know, that deep. I've I've always j just done, like, you know maybe a Spider-Man cosplay or something, but I have looked into, you know, doing, like, armor with, like, Batman or something like that, and I've looked into, you know, getting the 3D files and stuff, and so it's really mm -hmm. interesting to, you know, hear someone else talk about that. Yeah. And Have you ever gone to, like, any conventions or anything? Uh, unfortunately, I started all of this um, when Corona came along. It was also the, sort of the same time uh, my Lego business started crumbling apart. So I kind of just hidden in the garage and I've just worked hard at cosplay stuff. And I, ha I really want to go to some sort of expo or something, but just hadn't had the opportunity yet. I uh, got you. Yeah, it's a different, difficult time to try to uh, go and go to different places. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's so cool. Um, I hear your 3D printer in the background. So what is it currently? I think that's your 3D printer at least. What What is it currently yeah. making? So the only one I have running, I'm, I've run into an issue with my other one that I usually keep running. So I'm wait, I got to figure out what the heck's wrong with it. I've already spent like probably 20 hours troubleshooting it. I'm just about done with it. So I'm just going to, I'm giving it time until I have the patience again for that one. But um, the one that's printing currently, it's printing about, I think it's printing a fourth, no, half of a Bo-Katan jetpack from the new Mandalorian for a client. Oh, nice. That's so cool. Yeah. It's a very long print. Let's see. 
we are almost two days in and we're only 34% of print. So wow. it's going to be fun. Does it does it ever happen? I mean, I'm sure it does. Cause I've seen on your story all the uh, struggles of having the 3D printers. But is there ever a time where it's like five days in or it's been a week or something and it's finally complete and it just turns out awful or something or just a complete yes, fail? Many times. Many, 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 many <laughs> oh, times. Oh, boy. So sad. So sad. Oh, that sucks. I feel like that'd be really, really. It's hey. it's rough. There's constantly issues, and it it annoys the heck out of me. Like I'm printing a life-size battle droid for a client, and I've screwed Ooh. up um, a seven-day wow. print twice now. I've wasted like thirty, forty dollars worth of material, and I'm just so just so mad at it. I've just given up on it until I'm just like, fine, I'll get it done later. I'm just, I don't want to deal with it anymore. Has there ever been a, has there ever been a project you've completely just given up on? Um, this battle droid for one, I've screwed up so many prints (laughs) on it that I'm just like, I'm making one for this client. I'm not going to make one for myself because I originally thought of making two and then it's going to be, oh, great. We're going to have two big battle droids. It's going to be fun times. And I'm just like, Heck, I hate this thing. How long? It's going to be a pain to get working and everything, too. But how long have you been working on this thing? Because I believe, I remember seeing a picture on the your Purge databanks um, Instagram mm-hmm. account, and it was, like, it by, like, a garage door or something. It was, like, a full-size battle droid. Yeah, that was the uh, photo from Etsy from the guy. Got oh, <laughs> nice. One day I hope to have at least one complete battle droid. I don't have this client mad. I mean, he says take your time and everything, and I'm definitely taking my time because I've <laughs> just never been more mad at a project, honestly. So I'm just like, I'm going to cool my jets off, and whenever I'm fine, I'll resume the project. But right now, I only have one printer running, so it doesn't even matter. Wow, that's... that. I feel like... So that seems like... Obviously, it seems like that is a ton of work and everything you've gone through... Like you've told us about the whole 3D printing process mm-hmm. and everything. Seems like so much work, but I'm assuming for you it's obviously worth it in the end. But why why I guess like my question is, and I'm not trying to phrase this quite right, but I don't think I could personally spend uh, you know, five days watching something print and then have to go stand it and do everything. So what gives you the motivation to do all that? So as far as motivation goes, I got none. I really just do my own thing, let the printers run, and I come check on them every so often to make sure they didn't mess up, which happens more often than not. And it's just a matter of me occupying my time with something else, so not only doing one thing at a time. How much would you estimate like a full set of Stormtrooper or Mando armor to be? Like that It really would... depends on the armor and stuff. Like if you want it 3D printed, you want it ABS plastic, you want the helmet to have electronics, you want it to be most accurate. Really depends on what you want. Uh, got it. Yeah, cuz I've I've looked at, you know, um I've gone down the rabbit hole of looking at clone cosplay mm-hmm. and like I I I can barely even, you know, get 50 or 100 dollars for, you know, a suit that I go in. So I I I've just looked at, you know, like a thousand dollars for a full set and i'm just like wow it just absolutely blows my mind it's honestly crazy i priced out a clone trooper 
because I was originally going to do that instead of Boba, but I found a deal on Boba's armor, so I was just like, you know what, frick it, let's go ahead and do it. Um, but I priced out the clone trooper with the kit I wanted from Imperial Surplus, which is where everybody gets their clone armor from nowadays. Um, and I think most of, most of the bulk materials you'd need is about $1,500, and then you need a whole bunch of stuff on top of that, too. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. It's definitely a pain in the butt and a pain for your wallet. <laughs> You're selling your, uh, is it like your Stormtrooper armor or the red one? Yeah, so I planned on selling it, but it's not worth a whole bunch. And then I got friends that would be like, yeah, I'll go cosplay with you or whatever. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, really? Sure, okay, I guess I'll keep it. So really, if somebody ever wants it, they can come buy it from me. But for right now, it's on a mannequin and it's happy, so. That's yep. good. Yeah, and we also got to talk about... um your decaling too oh yeah uh venom used to be part of the holy trinity of av oh, oh and <laughs> that's a whole rabbit hole it's Ends a up. mess i'm glad i left yeah you want to talk a little bit about that like what what happened the rise and fall of you kind of in that that whole space there okay so back to when i first started instagram the whole like joining a lug thing i met a guy named republic stout <laughs> And he, uh, shortly after I met him, he actually became one of the first cloniers for AV. He's like, hey, you should totally join decaling and, you know, just try it out. And I'm like, okay, sure. So after the first few times, I was one of the, like, one of, I don't know, maybe 10 people that were decaling at the time. There were not many. And that's, so I kind of did that for a while. And then Scout got in and became a clonier. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, company, you know, hired you or whatever. Um, long story short, he ended up leaving, um, because of high school and life just got caught up and stuff, um, which is actually starting to happen to me. So I'm, I've told people I'm pulling a scout because I'm sort of being a lot more inactive on my account and just taking where life takes me now. Cause now I'm in the dating game and that takes a whole bunch of your time. And I never knew that. So you, you have a girlfriend? I mean, yeah, I do. That's awesome. Yep, and she can stand every single one of my hobbies, and she's a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Anyway, um, so yeah, I, he got hired. I was doing a whole bunch of on and off jobs for some people, um, and things were kind of slow. Um, I met Spartan Republic, who was kind of intertwined with AV as well. Um, really cool dude. He's also... Uh, like a really good friend of mine and yeah so I was kind of doing my own thing making a whole bunch of money doing my my stuff um, I say a whole bunch of money because that's going to down come down the road I'll tell you guys why I said that um, in a bit but I kind of decaling like started moving desks around all that stuff you know as, fun fact I was actually upstairs at like a little wooden table and it still has a whole bunch of paint marks and putty marks and knife marks from <laughs> when I first used it um <laughs> anyway so let's see i think andrew reached reached out to me he reached out probably about this time last year or not last year yeah was it last year no it was the year before so he reached out and said hey um you want to be a clonier i was like um hold up what he's like uh yeah so he's like hey uh, decal it in for me and we'll see where you're at i'm like okay sure um Long story short, I sent him a doom. Um, I still despise those figures to this day because 
the ones during that time, the helmet decals, there were about 30 helmet decals or so. So for those that are listening now, there's probably 12 to 15 helmet decals, I think. Yeah, I think it's, it's like much eight. simpler and honestly mm-hmm. my favorite thing to do now because before Doom helmets were just like, uh, no, thank you. It'll take like three hours of my time just to do the helmets and they were a pain in the butt. Anyway, I did that for him. It took him like three months to actually like hire me and like do anything with that figure, which bothered me a lot. Um, but around the time of my birthday, which was March, yeah, near the end of March, um, uh, I got hired. I did my first few jobs. I did like, I don't know, 60, 80, 501st helmets. That was a ton of fun, wow. really. Would never recommend that for somebody, especially me. You'll get burnt out quick. Um, so, yeah, and then kind of did a whole bunch of figures and stuff. I ended up doing a whole bunch of seasonal figures. So if you guys go through um, AV Figures profile on Instagram, you'll see a whole bunch of figures I made for him. Um I did almost every single seasonal release um, up until the time I started um, distancing myself from that side of the community. So I did the autumn wave. There was a whole bunch of ups and downs. I was like troubleshooting the first wave of all the um, seasonal stuff. And then I did the winter wave. Um, I did the holiday. I think I even did the spring. Yeah, I did a whole bunch of all that stuff. Um, kind of random assignments that weren't super organized either. Um, they did a whole bunch of sets. Um, AV figures as a whole it was kind of a hard time because nobody really cared that much. The people that bought them complained. Um, I was one of those people that did complain because they weren't super great for the price. Um, I still don't think they're great for the price. Yeah, the beginning of March this past year, um, everybody kind of got together and saw a whole bunch of issues they had with me, banded together and said, Pretty much, we don't like you. Yeah, they, they had a whole bunch of issues. Like uh, they thought I was money driven because of my auctions and stuff, making a whole bunch of money. They want to put limits on that, which I didn't think was cool because AV as a whole did not pay well. Um, people will say, like the AV figures right now will say otherwise, but I'm still almost 100% sure they don't pay um, anything. If they do a little bit more than what they did and they didn't pay much. So that was kind of my only way of making money. And I had the plan at the time of being completely self-reliant on money. So I wouldn't have to ask my parents for anything. I wouldn't have to work another job, all that fun stuff. And they, it, it seemed like they want to take all that away from me, which was fun. But yeah, and all the people I thought were friends um, kind of just uh, came around and didn't defend my back or anything. They just stood there or continued to make accusations that weren't true. I mean, they had, you know, reasoning behind it but they weren't true by any means and it just all happened so i left on my own will um people will say oh you left on your own will yeah all great but probably if i'd stayed any longer i probably would have gotten fired for no good reason honestly yeah um it was a really really tough time and now i see av as the lego supreme pretty much you're spending a whole bunch of money on not much um mm-hmm. even i realized that i sell decals you know for a whole bunch of money um i try to be somewhat modest in my pricing but i do know that there's a whole bunch of collectors out there that want the items i have so um i do do auctions uh myself not really for the money but just try to get let everybody have a chance for the items i have um 
although the money is nice, I want everybody to, you know, be happy. But at least let them know that they had a chance at the item, yeah. whether they had the pockets or not. Yeah, because, so, yeah. like, with AV, like, with all the seasonal releases, you literally have to be there the minute it mm -hmm. drops. And, like, you know, if you're Australian or if you're in your Europe and you're not on the West Coast, if you're not there at that second, there's literally people They're foaming gone. at the mouth just yep. to buy it and then resell it for three times the price the minute afterwards. And I'm yep. like, are you serious, guys? Yeah. Like, I it's don't know, Chief. Honestly sad. Yeah, like, I was, um, um, for the last Black Friday when they dropped the Shadow Cody's, like, I just went on to AV just because I was going to buy, buy some, like, decals that I wanted for my army. But I saw all the prints, like, almost instantly just, boom, disappear. And then yep. I go on Insta and 50 people, not even having the figures yet, uh, $40 claim. Yeah, I mean, just scalping the market at that point. Truth be told, I did it at one point, too. So I can't be the one, you know, poking fun at that or saying that's bad because I did it at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't agree with it still, but I did it. Um, looking back at it, still not super fond of the, those choices I made, but at that time I wasn't getting paid much. So that was my excuse. Yeah. Well, at least you like, you know, you recognize you're, it's wrong and you have a conscience yeah. about it, you know, like that's more than could be said about a lot of people. I just don't really oh, Lord, agree yeah. with that. Um, and you know, the, the, pr the basis of, oh, it's going to be army building and we're going to, you know, cater to the average person. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like it's just been mostly, you know, about the collectors and the people who pay the big yeah. bucks. Um, even then, the quality of all the items isn't super great. And they're even using Lepin for some items. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, you I've could do so that. much better than that. And it's just really disappointing. Um, yeah, it's quite sad considering I almost got fired for being all after the money. And it seems like they're all, all after the money now. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad because I think... I think you kind of marked the rise and fall of AB figures because when you kind of joined and you kind of, I think you really helped it to drive up and um, obviously they helped you to gain so many followers on your Instagram as well, but mm -hmm. that kind of marked the, the rise. And then as you split off and Teo split off um, and it kind well, of, for good reason. Well, yeah, but it definitely became, I know a lot more toxic and I wasn't super involved with that. Mm hmm but it definitely became more toxic. And I think AV started to get a little bit more, they, they had been kind of this overarching, the only place you can buy decals, the best company type thing. And they've kind of been broken down and not as favorable anymore with all. Yeah, ever since a whole bunch of other people started doing decals, they kind of just like the whole exclusivity thing. Like if it's not like printed from AV now, nobody cares. Mm -hmm. um, like. Jonak's doing decals now. Everybody loves his. Like, there's a whole bunch of people that love his stuff now. Yeah, Revenge of the Bricks. You even have Republic Bricks on the, on the bandwagon too. And you got Teo. There's so many people making decals now that like decals have become practically worthless. Like even exclusive yeah. stuff now. It's like even out of 200 stuff, it'll sell out instantly. But it doesn't mean it's worth much of anything. So I want to ask, you know, going back to AV and everything. Do you regret your time working at AV and working as a colonial, or um, do you think it was a good learning lesson? Would you do it again? So personally, I mean, uh, 
I enjoyed my time. It was, it had a whole bunch of life lessons that I learned. Um, would I say I regret it? No, because I feel like I had some good friends. I made some good friends along the way, but it also meant that um, I, I made enemies along the way too. And it was not an easy, an easy thing. Um, I, I won't tell anybody that like being a clone here is hard. Like people think you have, you make all the decisions and stuff. No, you're kind of left in the dark about a whole bunch of stuff. So it's, it's all, I would say I don't regret it entirely, but the hurt and uh, pain that came along with it was definitely hard. Um, I wouldn't wish that for anybody, but it does, it did have its life lessons. And um, personally, I, I love aspects of learning and it taught me a whole bunch of things that I still use today. So yeah, that's, that's what I got. Well, that's good to hear that it wasn't, you know, so I definitely think the the end, at least, is what everyone remembers. But I think yeah. most of the people in the Lego community, and, and maybe I'm off, but I think a lot of them kind of backed uh, backed you up. And I think AV has become yeah. less favorable. But yeah, I, th- I think it, it was it was definitely an interesting time to see all that go down. Nobody knew the full story probably yeah. up until now me sharing it out loud which is kind of sad because I didn't feel like I could tell anybody like what all happened. And it's, it was, it was rough, but I'm glad where I'm at now and the life lessons I learned personally. So. Well, yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think it's important for people also to kind of hear the, hear the full story kind of coming, coming from someone who is actually in it yeah. versus uh, you know, all the little garbled bits that you get off Instagram stories and the AB yeah. Discord or whatever, it kind of, it kind of just comes jumbled up. So it's good to to hear that, you know, and are, are you on good terms with Andrew now or is it still a little rough there? Mm, I would say I would have been probably a month ago, but it seems like they keep on trying to shut me down one way or another. Like I've been trying to sell off my collection for the most part so I can just have it out of my head um, about what all happened and then just clear up stuff I just don't need. Um, like I'm not doing much of any decaling anymore. I'm wrapping up my commissions and then I'll probably just work on my own exclusive collection. And I've I've given up on collecting a whole bunch of exclusives because of the amount AV is producing now. I'm just like, this is ridiculous. I'm not keeping up with this anymore. Just the, the prices and then the quantity they're releasing. It's just like, no, thank you. Um, but like I've been trying to get rid of old stuff I gained or I had while I was in AV and AV expects me not to sell that stuff because they were like company property or whatever, but I paid money for it all. None of it came free and they expect me to kind of keep honor them still, even though I almost got fired. Um, so like when I told, like I put stuff in my store, I'm releasing, sir, I'm selling stuff that I don't need, don't want anymore. It's like rare or whatever. Um, AV will, you know, come behind my back and then sell the same stuff to somebody else and lower whatever I can make off the items. That happened recently with some stuff, and I was like, wow. Dang. Seems kind of low, Brower. I remember Mm -hmm. every time I'm like, I was in the AV Discord and, like, you showed up. I remember, like, you mentioned to me that Andrew wanted to talk to you about something. Uh, And he always used to refer to you as, like, your first name, and then he'd just never show up. And I always thought that was kind of you know lowbrow they always treated you like as a second class citizen yeah i mean i'm 
15 now. I was 14 when I was in AV and they all looked down on me for my age. And like, whenever we had quote unquote council meetings, nobody can, nobody heard my voice about anything. Granted, I was 14. There were a few things, a few parts of me that were still somewhat immature, but I still feel like they could have listened to me um, and heard what I had to say. That's fair. Wow. That's, that's definitely a lot. And that, that sounds hard. It, it was probably pretty hard. Definitely a tough time for me getting over the fact that some of my, what I considered my closest friends kind of betrayed me and, you know, didn't care much. I, I <laughs> cried for a good chunk of my time, but now I'll kind of just look past it and it is what it is. I'm really sorry you had to go through that, but um, I'm excited that you've kind of found the the whole cosplay community and have found mm -hmm. that that avenue because I was really excited and I don't know if you really know this, but um, and you probably haven't seen I have a I have a, like a first order stormtrooper helmet and it's not uh -huh. um it's it's not like 3D printed but it's it's a it's a cosplay helmet and that was kind of inspired by you because just I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I, I really didn't have an interest, but once you started, um, first you were just posting stuff on your main story, and then you went over to uh, Purge Databanks, and that was really cool, because I hadn't really seen that before on Instagram, like, I wasn't really in that avenue, mm -hmm. but I'm a huge Star Wars fan, I thought it was so cool, so I've, I've really gotten into that, so it's really interesting to hear you talk more about that, but why why Purge Databanks? Does that have a name to so, it? Does it have a reason? The first yeah so the first helmet i think i ever worked on was an airborne helmet i got from a store called galactic armory he does a whole bunch of stuff now and super famous now um throughout the cosplaying community for his 3d prints and stuff um anyway uh that was my first helmet and i took it up to my grandparents house that was like the first place i actually like made a helmet and the helmet i decided to paint was a purge trooper and i really wanted to do a purge cosplay um but I never really ended up working and ended up getting rid of the armor set I had at the time because of how crappy it was. Um, and planned on making a new, a new uh, clone trooper cosplay. I ended up doing Boba instead. But yeah, that's the reason behind Purge because, you know, Purge Trooper um, and then Databanks kind of just went along with it and just want to be creative. Yeah, that's so cool. When you were into decaling, did you kind of focus on the same avenue, like clones or a specific legion of clones or something that you do when you're making cosplays? or is it is are these very different new I stuff? love I still love clone troopers. Clone troopers are my favorite thing ever. But with cosplay I had a whole bunch of other like realms open up, like Mandalorians and stuff. Because there wasn't any Mandalorian like stuff like decals at the time. Uh, mm -hmm. there's a whole bunch of people coming out with Mandalorian decals and stuff now. Um now that I'm getting out of it, which I find ironic, but um <laughs> it opened up a whole new avenue for me, a whole bunch of different areas for me to explore. Like, I'm now addicted to help to Mandalorians now. Like, I mean, I was addicted before, but I, I have Mandalorian helmets and that kind of stuff now to say I'm addicted now. So I got that. I got, like, First Order stuff. I got, I got a whole bunch of stuff. At this point in the podcast, Venom turns on his video so we can get a tour of his workshop. But if you're an audio listener, don't worry. He'll still walk us through everything he's showing on camera. And if you really do want to see that footage and you're not watching the YouTube version, the link will be down in the description, so you can just watch it over there instead. Oh, whoa. Wait, did so you I make Boba that? right oh. here for my Boba cosplay. No, I didn't. I bought this for 400 bucks. They're not cheap. Okay, uh, I wasn't sure if it was. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, sure if it was. I, wanted, I tried making one at some point, but I wasn't successful. That's I gotta do fantastic. a bit more work on him to get the rangefinder working. Um, before now, it was just like this. 
Um, but right now I have a magnetic earpiece that kind of just sticks on now and holds it in. So I got to work on it a bit more, but that's Boba, my favorite helmet ever. Super sturdy, perfect. I'm working on a first order stormtrooper cosplay now. Um, that's another work in progress helmet. I was trying to get my brother to work on, keep him busy. Got a jetpack there for Boba. I got a paint armor. I got this bad boy. Um, wow, that's pretty cool. There. Yep, I got this guy right here. I got to, you know, cut him out still and paint him. And then whatever the heck I did here, I got to put a visor in this one still. I got another Dinjarin helmet. I have another one upstairs, but it's really quite noisy inside, so I'm not going to go inside. Um, Boba helmet cast. Trying to get rid of it. So I got a mold over here that I'm trying to use. I think that's all my helmets that are out here. Wow, that's really cool. So you use the cast? What do you use them for if you're... Uh, so I got a mold uh, for Boba helmet. Uh, not the specific one here. This one's a fiberglass mm -hmm. helmet I got made. Um, but I got resin for the resin and the mold, and I get a helmet out of it. This is a fiberglass and silicone mold that I got for like 350 bucks, and so I've been trying to make my money back off of it. Wow. So if anybody's so interested cool. in it, Boba helmet. I'm trying to get like 90 bucks. No, not 90 bucks. I'm trying to get like 60 bucks for it. All um, right. All right, so, if anyone listening wants that, or anything else, you're selling yeah. a couple of your helmets, right? And you do commissions, too. Yes, I do. I got a lot. That's of awesome. Oh, and I also have, not a helmet, but let me see if I can find it. Where'd it go? I had a clone trooper jetpack, not jetpack, um, backpack I've been working on for somebody. Uh, I don't know where it is. So this is your, this is your garage, right? So you've kind of converted your garage yeah. into a whole... Yeah, so it started with my Legos all the way over there, and then I got printers, and then my dad just like, I'm getting you a shelf. You better keep it to that shelf. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a bit of a bit of a problem, honestly. Um, and those are your those are your 3D printers right there, right? Yep. So I got three at the top, all of which are not working. I'm trying to get this one running. Um, it's having an issue with the um extruder or not not a, it's having a combination error error with up here and down here where the plastic melts and this one i just bought so i'm trying to fix it up these two i try to keep running um constantly this one has a um a little issue with the hot end but this one's running currently fine this is actually my first printer so i know this one in and out all the issues it'll have so, nice. yeah, and then I have another printer still in its box, but I'm trying to sell off so I don't have to open it and keep it, but it, yeah. Why did you decide to buy it, then? Yeah, I'm trying to sell it for, shoot, what am I trying to sell it for? 200 bucks? Yeah, I think oh, 200 bucks. Bad. Yeah, it's small, it's small, you can't print full-size helmets off of it. It's the same gotcha. size as this. It's the same one as this, but without all the upgraded parts on it. Nice. So, wow. Yeah. Well, you have quite the setup there. That's really impressive. Is this, does, you know, do your parents or your brother, you have five siblings, right? So do they come and yeah. do they have areas or is this garage just like yours? Um. So I'm supposed to share this with my two part of the older kids. I don't know. Um, they're both two, two years younger than me. Um, we adopted recently, so they're both the same age. Um, gotcha. 
one, one of them is biological, the other one's adopted. But we share the space mainly for the couch and sofa here. And I take over the rest of the space in our house. Um, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> um, but I, I do take a lot of space, honestly. Wow. So, yeah. Wow, that's really impressive. I mean, it might be a little bit messy of a setup, but it's a very impressive it's, setup. Yeah, this is my uh, Lego desk. It's I haven't <laughs> so I haven't really taken time to clean it up yet. Wow. Lots of stuff. And so I'm just trying to like sell stuff so I don't have to clean it up properly. And yeah. <laughs> so you're just doing like claims and stuff so that you can just get rid of stuff. Yeah, I don't need all the stuff that's on my desk. So stuff that's on my desk is either stuff that has to go out and get shipped. Um, I haven't shipped in, I don't know, a week-ish. So I got to ship all stuff out. I was supposed to do some stuff tonight. Probably will after the podcast. So nice. most of the stuff is either stuff that has to get shipped out or uh, stuff that just needs to get put away or decaled. I got a few commissions still. Yeah, so, yeah, because I see all those, those Jonah K. Uh, decals there so have you got you're not really into decaling that much but are you you're still decaling a little bit uh, a little bit here and there my girlfriend's like trying to get me to finish my work um which i'm very very thankful for um otherwise i probably would not have finished any of the projects i have right now for people when i have so yeah wow yeah that's so do you think could we ever expect like a Venom comeback to the decal community? I know you had like a comeback giveaway and some stuff and there's been like yeah. comeback auctions and stuff, but do you ever think there'll really be a comeback or are you just kind of moving on to cosplay? At this point, probably not. Um, the whole reason I almost left earlier was because of how pissed off I was about the whole AV thing. Yeah. Um, and I ended up deciding to stay. I thought it was worth it. And it was worth, it was worth coming back. But right now, I really doubt I'm going to come back unless for some reason I got a burst of energy to decal and I'll be active on my account again for whatever reason. But right now I don't see that coming in the near future. I'm not very active on that account anymore. I'd never thought in a million years I'd ever not be active on that account, but here I am now. <laughs> Do you think I'm kind of getting the impression here that you're, you're kind of the guy that goes, you know, all into one thing and then, mm -hmm. you know, kind of blocks, like, not fully, you know, obviously, but you, yeah. you get very obsessed with, you know, decaling. I'm, I'm the same way. You know, you get very obsessed with mm -hmm. decaling, and then you get really obsessed with cosplay. Um, yeah. Is that, that's really, do you, do you ever think there's going to be, is there going to be another thing that you think you're going to get into and very obsessed? Do you think you'll move on from cosplay ever, or you don't really know? I mean, it's quite possible, but right now I don't know what I'd move on to just yet. Maybe it'd be engineering of some sort, like an actual job. Um, oh, yeah. I really don't know. It'll, it, I don't foresee myself being in cosplay forever. It's probably still going to be a passion of mine forever, like Lego is. I still mm -hmm. love Lego, um, but just I'm not detailing as much anymore. I'm not into that realm of stuff. I love cost, uh, customizing stuff. I just don't have the energy to do it all much anymore. It's not that I don't like it anymore. I just don't. I just don't have the energy to give it. When you were being a Coney Air and stuff, was it such a burnout because you were having to do so much that, um, kind of once you fell out of that that area, you just didn't have a desire to do that anymore? Or where did this... yeah, that probably pro it probably has something to do with it. Like I did a whole bunch of stuff at once. 
and then it'd be like a month or so before I had like another proper assignment or whatever. Um, but that definitely contributed towards me not wanting to do much of any decaling anymore. Because after that, I kind of slowed down and now I'm not doing much of anything. I wanted to ask about like the one of the million dollar ideas you had, which was like uh, your decaling tutorials, which that mm-hmm. actually got decaling. So yeah. like, yeah. So like, what was like, um, like, did you just come up with the idea one day and was like, uh, oh, I want to make a tutorial to help people or like? I saw Andrew's uh, tutorial a while back, and then he always talked about, I was going to make a tutorial set, or going to have, like, a premium subscription thing where you got, like, tutorial videos from people or whatever, and that never happened. Um, I wanted to honor him at the time and, like, let him do his thing, have his fun, um, but kind of after I knew he wasn't going to touch it, um, I kind of went for it. I had a whole bunch of people like, hey, how do you decal? Like, it's amazing. I'm like, Okay, okay, chill, chill, chill your beans for a little bit. I'm going to set myself set some time this week, and I'll record some stuff. And uh, it kind of evolved from there. Um, everybody still asks me for tutorials, and I think I'm probably thinking of doing um, my seasonal uh, tutorials at some point um, and letting – because I, I really love um, when people get excited about my tutorials. Um, there's there's not much like it. Like, not, not to sound a whole bunch of proud, but there's just a whole bunch of – just joy I find when people get excited about stuff I do um and it's just amazing so I'm thinking about whenever I work on my exclusive stuff next um I'm thinking about you know using my like limited helmets or casts or whatever and once I do all of a said helmet I can do one generic helmet like a wolf pack uh wolf like uh sand trooper wolf helmet or whatever um but now Andrew's kind of phased out all those helmets so there's not much of any point except for just me to do it all since sort of become a bucket list at this point what if you just kind of walked us through like some of your your favorites you know your your favorite figures to decal your favorite cosplay items to make just kind of your favorite things to do you want to shoot shoot them at me like one at a time and i'll just answer all right let's do it all right let's start with decaling what is your Favorite Legion to decal? Uh, okay, so that's a hard question. I haven't actually gotten asked that much. Favorite Legion, it's probably going to be like the Phase 1, Course on Guard, like Fox, Fire, um, Heavy, all those guys. Um, or the Power First. I don't know why, but I just love their color blue, and they're always yeah. usually a little bit of fun to decal. Although, after decaling like 100 Power First helmets, it's a little tiring. <laughs> I I assume it would be. I mean, that's, yep. a, that's a lot. What is your favorite clone design of all time? Do you have to pick one clone design? If I had to pick one, okay, custom decal or, like, just overall custom? Let's just do overall custom. Um... Truth be told, probably my profile photo, the uh, blue ARF trooper, I sort of stole most of the design, there's a helmet design off of a guy by the name of Noble Artist off YouTube. And then I kind of modified the body and arms and legs as, as I saw fit. Either that or my custom sculpted um, Alpha, what, 17? Or something along those lines. It's a blue ARF trooper. I did a whole bunch of sculpt 
uh, sculpting work on it, and I'm still very proud of it to this day. That's cool. So do you do sculpting too? Uh, I did a little bit. Um, like I did some a couple mandos, um, and then I did a clone trooper. Nice. Nice. That's super cool. Okay, what is your favorite decal creator? I don't really think I have a favorite company. I love AV figures. Um, they're different styles of armor. However, their customer service and then their customer satisfaction isn't great. Um, but I love Jonak. Uh, he's an all-around great guy. He knows what he's doing. Um, if you're not happy with the product, he'll make it right. Um, and then I love the fact that he just sells literally anything and everything. So if you have an issue, you can always go to him and say, hey, you know, I don't have the correct decal or, hey, it has a swatch on it. And he'd be like, oh, oh no nice. worries. I'll send you a replacement and it'll be done. It'll be there in, you know, a few days' time. Yeah, oh, that's super cool, Sam. insanely good with Jonak. Oh, yeah. It's still not, I mean, it's gotten worse since, you know, he's gotten more popular, but that's to be expected. Yeah. But he always makes sure it's all right and if there's any issues that it's all resolved. And that's something I've never, ever seen before in a company. Even AV Figures hasn't done that. Yeah. That's really respectable, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so moving on a little bit to, you know, your cosplay, what is your favorite Mandalorian helmet that you've made? That I've made? Oh, um, probably my blue uh, OC, that's what they call it, or original character Mandalorian. I'm just trying to work on his own, ar- uh, his own armor for it. Um, it's it's still one of my favorites. It's a black helmet with some blue detailing on it. And it was just a random idea that came to mind. And I've kind of just fallen in love with it ever since I created it. It was just something that came along right when I like finished priming it all. I'm like, you know what? Let's try it. We'll see how it works. Nice. So, it's a ton of fun. That's cool. What about just your overall favorite, favorite cosplay item or helmet that you, you've made? Favorite cosplay or item I've made? I'm not sure. There's a lot of items that I've kind of worked on. Um, probably the Death Watch helmet I made, the like blue and purple and the black weathering. Um, the way that came out, probably like my favorite to this day. That's cool. Yeah, that one's cool. Okay, just Legos in general. What is like your favorite overall Lego set? Lego set that I own or that I hope to own? Um, how about both? You can you can walk us through both. Okay. Um, so I know the ones for sure that I really want to own at some point is the, the one of the Lego Death Stars. I don't know which one particularly. There's a whole bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ultimate Collector Series Star Destroyer or the Millennium Falcon. Those two. Oh are yeah. Fantastic. Um. I think those are the ones I really, really want to own at some point, um, along with the clone dropship and uh, ATOT Walker. I think it costs like $300, $400 now. Um, I think that one's really cool. But one that I own is either the uh, Republic gunship, so the carrier for all the clones. Yeah, yeah it's one. a great, great one. I think it's the one from 2011. Uh, nice. Maybe it's 2014. It's the one with the red lieutenant and then uh, Anakin and Obi Wan. No oh, question. nice. Yeah. So, either that one or I won a giveaway for 
the Imperial Walker. I want to say it's, it was a 2000, 2011 one. Wow, that's quite a giveaway. It was it was a really like they caught me off guard. I'm like, there's no way they're actually gonna send it to me, and they did, which and it was in box too. So like I got the wow. pleasure of opening all the bags up and building it like it was actual like it was set. That's so, so cool. It was great. That's fantastic. Real quick, uh, before we finish up this podcast, we have a few more questions for Venom, but unfortunately, Artcast head out. So bye, Art. Thanks for being on. All right. See you guys. It was a great pleasure talking to you, Venom, and Mad Dog, and the Lego Brick, like always. And, yeah, see you guys. See you, dude. Nice talking with you. See you around, man. Thanks, Ark. It was great having you on. So I kind of want to ask you about your plans for your cosplay and everything, and what are you planning in the near future to uh, make cosplay-wise? So as far as cosplay goes, I don't really have any other plans except to try to get all six of my printers running at the same time, which is really doubtful considering how many issues I have. Um, but that's definitely a goal. I want to have a whole bunch of cosplays, honestly. There's, there's a whole bunch of people I know that like go through cosplays and they'll sell them off to get another one. And I'm just like, I don't want to be like that. I want to have a full storage storage unit full of mannequins where they're just mm-hmm. like all there. Um, so, like, I want to have, you know, a clone trooper, um, I want to do a short trooper at some point, uh, so the tan-colored troopers, you see a Rogue One, or even Mandalorian now, um, Django Fett at some point, um, to go along with Boba, um, eventually my own original character, uh, Mandalorian at some point, and then maybe a commando at some point i don't know we'll see where where life takes me i don't know i'll get if i'll get through all of them or if i'll have to sell them off at some point you know but mm-hmm. those are my goals so why did you create a separate account for your cosplay and i'm also kind of surprised i would think that more of the the people on your main account would transfer over and follow your your cosplay account it's surprising to me but but why did you decide to instead of just building and turning your main account into a cosplay account why did you decide to make a new one well i was still very much into legos at the time and there was a lot of people that i felt like were getting either bored or annoyed with the cosplay stuff i had gotcha. um so i didn't really want to push it on them and if they wanted to come like you know see what i was up to they could always um check out that account um but to truth be told the following I've gained, um, the way Instagram works is you gain them over a period of time and eventually you'll have like, you know, people that don't use Instagram anymore that are still following you mm-hmm. um, and all that stuff. So 800 is understandable considering um, how many people are actually actively like doing something on my account. Like I remember probably at the time, at the time I had like anywhere from 1200 to like 1500 story views each day. So that was, 800 was pretty understandable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's still quite a lot of followers. and It is. It's exciting to have something like that. Have you ever thought about expanding into cosplay other than Star Wars at all? Um, currently, I don't really have any other interests except for Star Wars currently. But if I see something else that I really enjoy, like uh, if I get more into Marvel, like I like Marvel. It's great. It's a lot more realistic. So maybe I'll find something I like in Marvel and I might recreate something because it's sort yeah. of real world-esque. 
Um, like an Iron goes, Man, dude. Yeah, exactly. Like Iron Man or, you know, maybe if it's just like a little toy from Avengers or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, that's so cool. Let me create one, you know, like yeah. even the small things. It's kind of like if you just get a thirst for it or see something like. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha, yeah. It also goes for like Halo too. Like I love, uh, you know, just the look of Halo. I'm not deep into the lore or like I don't play the games a lot, but I love the look of the, you know, um, the UNSC and everything. So at some mm-hmm. point I might, you know, it's a lot more intensive, the work that you got to put into it, but. Uh, that might also be a possibility at some point. All right. Well, this has been fantastic. Um, thank you so much for being on, Venom. This is absolutely phenomenal. And it's been, yeah, it's been, it's been great. And I've loved hearing about everything from your decaling and and your cosplay. And um, thank you, thank you so much. It's really been awesome. Of course, my pleasure. Thank you guys for having having me on. It really means a lot. You guys actually want to have me on because part of me still can't believe that, you know. I'm this famous that people actually care to, you know, hear me speak. Oh, don't say that. You have 30,000 followers. Come on, man. Ah, uh, nobody gives a crap about me nowadays. No, dude, you're a pillar of the Lego decal community. I never yeah. thought I'd be here, honestly. Um, and it's 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 definitely crazy to think about. Like yeah, I'm just I a mean, normal guy that has uh, some weird addictions that everybody else <laughs> seems well, to like, have as well. Well, like for a lot of people, like your tutorials are the thing that got them into, you know, that yeah. path of life. And it's like you and Spartan pretty much. And you watch one or two mm-hmm. videos. I was, you know, a Spartan guy. Don't get mad, but it's oh, basically you, you guys are like, uh, you know, like the guys who help get these people to where they are today. And a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. auctioneers and customizers, you're like, mm-hmm. you know, the whole thing that put them on the path to that. So, well, I'm glad to be that for the community. Never thought I'd be here again, but it's crazy to think about. Yeah, it's awesome. It's good to have you on. I definitely, you know, obviously had something, like the whole thing about you explaining about AV, that was really helpful because something like mm-hmm. that, it, it's really hard to get the truth on. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's selfishly, you know, why why I wanted you on. It's just because you did, you did help me get into the whole the whole Lego uh, decaling community. So thank you. Um, I'm glad I can be that. Yeah. And then, so we usually end the podcast with each person giving like a shout out to just someone. Um, just kind of end it ending it on a positive note. Uh, so today I would like to shout out Lego Dude Eleven on Instagram. I think he's also like Boba master jedi fet or something he'll be he'll be in the description um because he made us our intro and outro music which you guys have been hearing for quite a few episodes now i think three or four but i've never officially said that he's the person who made them so thank you very much it's really cool um he's very talented it's like some piano and then like some drum it's cool i like it and you guys will hear it in like five minutes when we end the podcast so thank you very much like i do 11 Shout out to him. He also has a podcast. You can go check him out over on YouTube. Um, Venom, do you have anyone that you would like to give a quick shout out to? I don't know. Uh, nobody comes to mind. Uh, I kind of distanced myself from the community lately, so I, is, I got nothing from the Lego community. Is there anyone in maybe the cosplay community that you've friended or? Uh, 
Yeah, so uh, shout out to Simon Villainy. Uh, he's like my biggest client and biggest support, um, making me keep on going with uh, cosplay. And then uh, I'll shout another one. He's a super great guy. Um, he's kind of helped me start everything, much like I've been to the LEGO community, like a bit of a father figure almost, like trying to get it all working, you know, trying to help you find all the issues and kind of lead and guide you. Um, that guy is Tranty Tech. I don't really know how he pronounces it exactly, um, but he's a great dude. You guys should go check him out. Great cosplaying and then just great friendly dude. That's awesome. And Mad Dog, do you have someone that you would like to shout out as well? Uh, yeah, I'll give a quick shout out to a pretty small creator uh, on Instagram. He only has 13 followers, but um, I'm doing some, going to be doing some voice work and going to be helping him write a clone series on YouTube. His name is Inferno Stop Motions, I believe, and a uh, really cool guy who I'm, you know, trying to help make, you know, the next uh, Steve the Stormtrooper series. Basically. I know that's big, big, big goal, but. Uh, <laughs> quite a big uh, goal yeah it's, it just it just great guy super polite and with that being said thank you so much venom for being on the podcast this has been absolutely phenomenal and if you ever want to come back uh we'd love to have you back on it's been it's been amazing thank you yeah thank you it's been quite an honor yeah thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Brick Bites. We will see you back next Monday. And if you're not subscribed, go down and hit that subscribe button because that way you will see our episode every single week and you'll never miss a new episode. And yeah, that's pretty much all we have for you today. Thank you so much and we'll see you in the next episode.